You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. It says, when the heavens open and come and do terrible things, we look not for. In other words, we weren't expecting those things. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, there's a minister. He sent me a message and he said, look, he just sent me some. And I agree completely with him. He said, look, we need to partner together to establish this particular thing in this country. And when he said it, it registered deep in my spirit, which changes the dynamics of some things I'll be doing in this country. But until he sent it, now I had a nudge in my heart that I should work together with, but when he said, I said, it's kind and then he showed me, sent me a message on Pi Elton, a prophetic message he gave, all right, in country, in an interview he was doing, he said, that is that message. Now that opens possibilities in partnership. Because the truth about the matter is that I have known, Lester Summerall said this, and it registered in my heart, no message gets established on the earth if two people in ministry don't agree on that message to push it. He said the word of faith message came into the earth through Kenneth Hagin. Kenneth Copeland was brought into agreement with him. He said, and the message became global. I will never forget he said it. He said that power of agreement, the message became global. So it says the love of God and the grace of our Lord Jesus and the communion. Now, we talk a lot about the love of God. We talk about grace. But it says the communion. And you've got to understand it's the Holy Spirit that is here now. Before Jesus came, you could almost say it was a dispensation of them dealing with Jehovah. Christ came on the scene, now he says, it is the dispensation of the Holy Ghost. In fact, someone says, it's not that book act, it's the acts of the Holy Ghost, not the acts of the apostles. Because even the apostle Peter, he says, whom you now see and hear. That these things, this is what the words Paul and um, Peter used. He said, whom, he talked about Joel, he says, who will pour forth, whom you now see. And here, which means what you are seeing and what you are hearing is a manifestation of the Spirit. So the communion of the Spirit. Now communion means the sharing or exchanging of intimate thoughts and feelings. So when the Holy Spirit is poured forth, he now wants to exchange intimate thoughts thoughts and feelings with you concerning everything that you are doing. So in everything that you do, he begins to share intimate thoughts. There are some things you want to do, he will give you the feeling that this thing is not right and expects that you respond there. Because that's how he's going to guide you. As many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God, they get into the inheritance. He wants to lead you. And he will lead you by sharing thoughts. In fact, when Jesus says, he shall take the things of mine, that what things are thoughts of mine, and he will show them unto you. 
He will show you things that are to come. It's part of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. God recently said, showed me, he said, listen, people are teaching faith too much as something you use when you're in a situation. He said, the major dimension of faith is me giving you knowledge about what is coming and you preparing for it. He said, listen, he said, didn't I tell Abraham, the father of faith, what will happen 400 years? He said, didn't I show Noah that a flood was coming? He said, didn't I tell Joseph and showed him that 14 years, these are the things that will happen? He said, if they just knew about it when it started happening, all of them, it would be too late. He said, people are just teaching. He said, there's a dimension that I will show you things that are to come. He said, listen, it is part and parcel. I can tell you that for the next two years, finances will not come like this. So what I want you to do is to handle your money this way. And the greater thing is, I'm going to put a, 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 a behavioral pattern that when the abundance comes, you will be able to judicially use it. You get what I'm saying here? He gives meaning to seasons that seem wrong. He shows you things. He teaches you. Now, when he begins to bring a feeling to you about something, respond to that feeling. If he doesn't, now this is how somebody can come into a building and say, this is your office. This is the place, you know, that should be office. You want to rent a place. And you enter and you just don't feel right. If you've been communing with the Spirit, once you enter that place, you will know within that this is not the place. Who's the apostle and say this is not the place? In fact, you can, you can go and visit a friend in an office somewhere and we'll walk into the office and you know you will soon be walking in this place. There's no connection there. Do you get what I'm saying? Once you start relating with the Holy Ghost, all right, information ahead of time begins to come. Now, he will communicate thoughts and he will communicate feelings. Now, I don't have that. But there's two things I want to get into. I may not be able to get the second one. But I think I'm going to teach on this subject of the Holy Spirit in Wabek. The Bible says, grieve not the Spirit. You can grieve Him. And it says, quench not the Spirit. Now, the problem is, people are grieving the Holy Ghost. And they are quenching the Holy Spirit. That's what's going on. Because they're not even aware, all right, of that ministry that is there. I mean, it's the Holy Spirit that, that, that made Paul perceive that a voyage was going to be too much great damage and harm. He said, I, I perceive. Says, I perceive. That's the operations of the Holy Ghost. This voyage, there's nothing on the outside that indicates that it's going to happen will be to hurt and much damage, not only of the laden and the sheep, but also of our lives. In other words, when you want to make any decision that the end thereof will be hurtful and damaging and can cost life, and all, the Holy Spirit will minister to you. Now, but if you've grieved him, there'll be silence. 
so I'm quickly unsure what grieves him. They'll be silent. Uh, if you just leave anyhow and think that, you know, then I'm, I'm right, then we grieve him and they'll be silent. And once they're silenced, then, then, then we don't hear anything. There's no ministry that comes, all right, to us from the Spirit, and people are wondering what's going on. So people walk into situations. So Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 13. Grieve not the Holy Spirit, whereby you are sealed until the day of redemption. The word sealed there, all right, means you are kept safe until you are delivered from this world of sin. So the Holy Spirit in you keeps you safe in this world. He said, don't grieve him because your security on this earth is tied up to that ministry. And he will show you things that are to come. He will, he will guide you. And if you grieve him, then you shut down that ministry. And I'm saying if a person needs a job or needs things, all right, you go to God in prayer there. And, oh, God, listen, I need a supply of your spirit, an outpouring of spirit for this particular thing here. And now God is going to hear that prayer and answer it, and then he guides you. All right? He guides you. Now, once you grieve him, then the ministry sees it. Now, to grieve is to cause all right, sorrow, which means you want to cause it is a release of sorrow, all right, and in this case, or to bring that person, all right, into a place of sorrow, in this case, by a decision you make. In other words, you, you do something, all right, I will say this, or say something that makes the person sorrowful. And that person is grieved. So it's just like you, somebody walking into an office and somebody in the morning comes in and makes a terrible statement to you about yourself or something. And, and you become sorrowful. Your countenance changes. Somebody walks in, saw you five minutes before that, comes in again after 10 minutes and says, what's the matter? You are, something has changed. Now, somebody said something that grieved you. So... You make a decision, you do something, and he's grieved by that. And he releases sorrow into your heart. So you can understand Jesus. When Jesus said, I'm sorrowful now unto death, you know what was going on? It was the will of God for Jesus to go to the cross. But Jesus didn't want to go. That sorrow was the Holy Spirit ministering to him ahead of time that I am not in alignment with you on this thing about where your will is. So he became heavy. That's, the spirit was grieved inside that, look, this thing, you have to do it. So Jesus took it up in prayer. That's why the Bible says he cried unto him who was able to save him from death and lent obedience he went to God in prayer. He said, not my will, but let your will be done here. And he went again because the Spirit of God was grieved. 
And, and look, you, you can come inside a service and you've made a decision to do something, just like somebody many years ago in church, and you hear a message and you leave sorrowful. All right? Sorrowful on the inside, which means that you're telling you, and look, these things, I'm not with you in this. And so he wants you to take those things up there in prayer. So the Holy Spirit gets grieved. Now, it is a, it is a terrible thing, which is why that excessive message on grace is nonsense. Because what people are trying to say is there's no condemnation. They're almost trying to eliminate the grief of the Spirit. In other words, you shouldn't have, you no, know, the Bible says, godly sorrow lead death towards repentance. Godly sorrow. There is godly sorrow. There is the bad sorrow, but there is godly sorrow. And this leads, which means tells you that change this particular thing. And so what are the things that grieve the Holy Spirit that he wants us? Ephesians 4 and verse 30 and 31. All right, verse 31. Let all bitterness, so he starts saying things that will grieve the Spirit. What grieves the Holy Spirit in our lives is found largely in our relationship with other people. You want to know what grieves the Holy Spirit? When you go out and if you want to start having the communion with the Holy Spirit, then the first set of communion with the Spirit you are going to get. Uh, someone says, well, I'm, I, listen, if you miss the central commandment of love, you can't hear any other thing. Let me repeat. If you miss the commandment of love, you cannot, because the Bible says, he that hated walketh in darkness and won't know what he's stumbling at. So the first thing he tells you that, look, grieves my heart. Put away all bitterness. All right, let's put it there. Wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking. Put away from you with all malice. So he doesn't want anything. And then the next verse says, be kind towards one another. Tender hearted. Which means, is that tenderness towards another that makes you sensitive to the spirit of God when he's going to stop you from traveling knowing that that journey will cause, bring damage. But if that tenderness in your heart is not found there, which means you had in your heart towards people. So that tenderness is found in kindness. Tender hearted. Look at this. Forgiving one another even as Christ, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. So he's talking about you operating in forgiveness. All right? Tender and don't go into evil speech concerning a person. Talking and all of that. He says you grieve the Holy Spirit on the inside. Now, there's the ministry of the Spirit within. Now, there's the ministry of the Spirit on the outside which he calls, quench not the spirit. 
Now, we see that in the book, okay? Now, if you grieve, okay, there of First Thessalonians, but I want to say, you know, there's a scripture that says, who have gone past feeling. That, that you know, it says in Ephesians 4.18, he says, these ones have gone past feeling, which means that, you know, the feeling of the Holy Spirit concerning, have you understand blindness or because of them, because of blindness of the heart? Next verse, verse 19, he says, who being past feeling, that means, how the Holy Spirit feels about they have, they have nullified all that. They've gone past that. And giving themselves over to lasciviousness. To walk all on cleanliness with what greed. So the restraining influence has been grieved. And then he says, finally, quench not the spirit. First Thessalonians here. All right? Quench not the spirit. Next verse. Despise not prophesying. Verse 20. Verse 21. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Now, let me just quickly say this here and close today. So it says, one is internal, which means don't grieve the Holy Spirit within. That's how he guides you. That's how he leads you. But then there's another one that is external where the Holy Spirit also wants to minister to you externally with the gifts of the Holy Spirit in operation. The Bible says the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit are given to every man to profit with all. Now, it says don't quench that. And he explains. And many people quench it by despising. So you have people that despise. And people have to be careful. Because you look and despise. So what happens is, you know, somebody's prophesying. Oh, no, my friend, you despise prophesying. Okay? Somebody comes in with, you know, I mean, word of knowledge and all of that, and you despise. You know, you are, you are in a meeting, let's assume this, and somebody just gets up and, and speaks in tongues, and you despise those kinds of things. Now, I want to show when you despise that, you are quenching the spirit. And many people have quenched, which means they are not open to the ministry of the Holy Ghost in that kind of external operation. I, I remember this. You know, many years ago, it's very many years ago, I am not coming to Minister Church, I don't think so, maybe we had. But I remember we had an alumni meeting of executives of our fellowship, and we sat down in this meeting, those of us in Nigeria, and we began a conversation. And one of the guys there was a very sincere guy. He looked at me and my friend. Now, we used to go to winners, you know, and all of that together. He says, you guys are different. You, there's something about you. What you're all just talking, said, man, you guys are, there's something about you people. So when I went back, he said it twice or thrice in the meeting. So when I went back, I was talking to this friend of mine. He said, ah. he said, you know, maybe all these Benin city will go to that. They'll just stand up and I'm sure just a prophet and people will be prophesying about maybe this thing has been imparting things into us without our knowledge. He said, because when he was saying it, we didn't know what he was talking about, but he says, eh, eh, you people are different from us. Now, you can despise those kind of things. Now, he tells us, when you despise the oppressions of the Spirit, he says you quench the Spirit. So you live your life without that ministry of the Spirit on the outside. Okay. You, you don't believe. I mean, somebody just sent me something, say the person who relocated, and the person 
showed me the house just now, the house where the, she just got and everything. She said, Pastor, she said, God has visited me here. She said, thank you for praying for me. And I remember when she came to me because she had served in this church. I was almost in tears when I was praying for her. I poured prayer into her. She got up. She said, Pastor, I cried till I got to the airport. She said, when you finished the prayer, I was crying at home till I got to the airport. I said, Pastor, ah. I said, you are, leaving. you are leaving me. She said, Pastor, you don't understand. I cried my way to the airport. She got there. She said, Pastor, look at what's happening. She showed me how to do all that. She, all she could attribute it to was that. See, we did an anointing service in Lekki, prayed and, and, and all of that. A lady came to me, she sent me a message after I said, Pastor, that she sent me the message the Sunday after this Sunday, the one after, and showed me the medical report. It read, she was brought into this place unresponsive. You know when a doctor says, you are not responding. She said, Pastor, the only, and she's not a person that does anointing, you know, she's not that kind of person. She said, Pastor, the only thing, when I came back, the only thing that came to my consciousness was this anointing thing. That without that service, I would not have made it. That's why I said, I told myself that every month, once we will be doing it. All right? Somebody else came to me and she's a real intellectual person and she was going to America. She said she'll be going to America, coming back and all of this. And she came to meet me up. Doing that service after, in Lekki, she just said, to pass, I thank you for this. You know, now I'm going to America, you know, with a sense of something. I'm going to be coming back, but they, because there's someone said this. And, and I didn't think she's that type of person. But there is that ministry there. Now, let me close and say, why do people quench it? It says, quench not that thing by despising it. It's, now, the next verse, it says, prove all things and hold fast that which is good. You see, because when the Spirit is in oppression, people go into excesses. Now, it says, don't quench that thing. I mean, we have many people now that say they're in the prophetic. Some of them just are doing gimmicks. But they are authentic prophetic voices. But there are people that are doing gimmicks. Now it says, don't quench the entire thing. Prove it. Test it. Then hold fast to the good part. Don't throw the baby and the bad water out by quenching. Which means that all the moves of the spirit that have ended, we quench those things because of the excess. Are you following what I'm saying? We quench those things because of excess. Now, people come in, and Satan has known this from the beginning, that do you know how to stop a move of the Spirit? Just add more things to it. Until the people are grieved by the addition, then they shut down the entire thing and say, never again will we return to this. You get what I'm saying? So, what happened? People authentically dream, you know. <laughs> so somebody, she's a minister in this church. I said, ah, come on, I dreamt. And in that dream, I was saying, you were telling me, you know, because the minister, we had to open a church in this place. And I was telling you, and I said, no, pastor, we're opening that church in Antonio. 
in Antonio Lagos here. So I now sent him and I said, come, you are telling me in a dream that is Antonio, which opened, instead of opening this thing. She said, Pastor, I said, ah, you are going to say, I bind this devil. This is my dream. I was laughing. She said, no. No. My husband said, you can't stay here. We'll be coming back. So what you dreamt is actually a correct message. <laughs> because I thought I was going to hear, I bind, I bind. I said, ah, it's a correct thing. You know, that we are not, you know, once we settle what we are saying, we are, you know, and all of that. All right? Now, but that doesn't mean now. You know, when someone says they dream something, you now start dreaming every day. All right? Until people, until people ban dreaming. Do you get what I'm saying? Say, nobody is dreaming here again. But I have been in a meeting in Port Harcourt. I went to preach. The man was commissioner. And he said this. He said, when he was local government chairman, he was in his office, and a young boy came and sat in his office. He said, so, he said the guy sat there for almost seven hours. He didn't see the guy. He came out at the end. I said, why are you here? He said, sir, I had a dream. In this dream, you went to campaign. Bullets were being fired from the bush all around, and everybody was dead, and you were included. That's all I came to tell you. He said he called his pastor. This is somebody everybody knows. He said he told him. The man said he's in a fast right now. Join him for three days and let's pray. And they prayed, prayed, and prayed it through. He said the next time he went to his village area, he was in a convoy. Assassins came out and started shooting. He said they killed several people in his convoy. And not one bullet touched him. He remembered that boy. But that doesn't mean now somebody hears that. And then everybody now comes. Sir, I dreamt. In that dream, you gave me a contract. If you didn't give me that contract, you would die. People start doing that. So sometimes you ban what all dreaming is banned. You quench the spirit. Prove all things. And hold fast to that which is good. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word and by the power of your spirit. We ask that you establish this truth in our consciousness, expand it within our hearts and in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. This podcast is brought to you by The Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.